nothing is happening that you can't see, right? Like it for those quick changes in Margaritaville, it's all right there in front of you the whole time. It's like magic. There's, there is no magic, right? It's, it's just that we fooled you into thinking about not looking at it. Welcome to Well Said, the official storytelling podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Let's say you're watching a musical, and an actress goes from wearing a drab dress to a fabulous ball gown in the few seconds it takes her to walk through the doorway, or a puff of smoke somehow makes an outfit completely disappear. And you think, wait a minute, but how? She's not a magician, but Triffin Morris, that's who you heard earlier, has 20 years of experience of making costume change magic on Broadway. She's also the new head of costume production and professor of the practice here at Carolina and costume director at Playmakers Repertory Company. This week, we're going behind the scenes to learn how these stunning quick changes are possible and how Triffin is bringing her Broadway background to the classroom at Carolina. I use the term a trick costume because it does a trick. You know, it disappears or it changes into something else. And that means that you are changing out of the clothes you're wearing into something else incredibly quickly. And when I say incredibly quickly, I mean in, it could be as little as a second. Like we've done clothes where, um, you know, the actors are standing on stage and a panel crosses them and they're wearing something else. There are plenty of ways costume creators like Triffin can pull off tricks that go completely unseen to audience members. But first, she meets with the designer, who develops the initial vision for the costume. Well, I can't engineer it without the designer's sketch. This sketch tells me how the, how the garment will work, where I can sneak uh, a seam in that I might need or a place to split things up that I might need. There, you know, there are some rules about it. You know, there, there's, there are limits to what, to what it can be. As long as what you're ending up with is bigger than what you started out with, you're fine. But then how do you stuff something that's bigger and make it look like she's just wearing a shirt. And that's exactly the challenge Triffin spent her career tackling, making the visions of designers come to life on stage while also considering the practical limits of executing a quick change. Magnets could hold a garment together, but they run the risk of sticking to metal props or the actor's mic pack. Velcro sticks to, well, everything. So she has to get creative, like when she was working on the musical All Shook Up. The whole idea is that Elvis rides into town on his motorcycle and it's a drab, gray town, and all of a sudden everything turns color, right? And so, you know, sort of like Wizard of Oz. So the idea was that there's this actress standing in a doorway with her arms up, and all of a sudden Elvis walks into town and she doesn't move, but her clothes change. She doesn't move at all, not even the slightest little bit. The solution was shockingly simple. Now, this one we held together with snaps at the shoulders and at the center front, but only very, very few snaps. I mean, she was not dancing before. You know, she just came out on stage. She said a few words. Nothing exciting was happening. She was not moving around a lot. And I, we had a fishing line attached to her belt. And then there was a stagehand backstage who, you know, Elvis drove on and he pulled the fishing line and the whole thing tore, tore away. The designer wasn't convinced that it was going to work because he didn't think that the snaps would hold. 
So we did it in the fitting and it worked. And it was fun to see on stage. Snaps, magnets, fishing wire. Every costume presents an exciting engineering challenge for Triffin, even with 20 years of experience working on Broadway shows under her belt. So it's not surprising that she earned her undergraduate degree in French and international studies. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. I was living in Milwaukee um, as a temporary secretary and really bored. (laughs) And the local costume shop needed help, and I thought I'd do it just for fun. Um, It just so happened that uh, the professional theater training program was there in Milwaukee at that time, and it just so happened that they were accepting students that year. And the costume shop manager said, you need to do this. And what was originally a job just for fun turned into something Triffin truly loved. At the end of my second year, I, uh, my mentors called me into the office and said, listen, there's not much for you to do next fall. Why don't you go to New York and do an internship? And I was like, okay, what? <laughs> so I went, you know, uh, they said, well, doesn't your mother live in New York? I said, yes. You know, they said, so go live with her and get a job. Okay. (laughs) You know, off I toddled, you know, to New York. Um, And sure enough, they uh, fall is a busy time in the city, and they uh, they always need help. And so I got got a job and never wanted to go back. It just felt like I was home. Triffin spent her first few years in the Big Apple, assisting drapers and constantly setting up jobs in different shops, working for several years in her career at Eric Winterling, Tricorn, and Radio City Music Hall. She created costumes seen in Margaritaville, Wicked, Cinderella, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and so many more. Shrek, designed by Tim Hatley, was memorable. I had made a few uh, pieces of body padding in the past, and because I came through uh, the professional theater training program, I had a pretty big uh, set of skills, like a good toolbox, right? A lot of people come into the business for making dresses, and that's what they do, and they do it well. Um, I can do that, and I do do that. Um, But I also have had a millinery class, so I understand about wiring a collar. Uh, So I ended up doing some of the funky things in a shop that is known for its dressmaking, which meant that when Shrek came along and we had to make an ogre, (laughs) I was the go-to girl. (laughs) (laughs) How do you even start to try and make an actor who weighs 150 pounds look like they're a 400-pound ogre? And how do you make it comfortable for an actor to wear it the entire length of the show without ending the night in a puddle of their own sweat? This time, the answers weren't snaps and fishing line. I use air conditioning foam, which is the filter foam for air conditioners. You know, it's intended to allow air to pass through it quickly. I discovered that you can sew it, believe it or not. A lot of foam, if you sew it, you just perforate it to the point where, you've, where you're breaking it up. But the air conditioning foam will, will, will take a zigzag. I can sew it together mostly by machine, which means that it goes through the washer relatively easily and stays in place. We couldn't have created that Shrek costume without Brian Darcy James, who is the guy who played Shrek. The, the original, because he was incredibly generous and incredibly kind while we, you know, figured stuff out. You know, eventually we ended up with a costume that was all this padding, and then we cut holes on the outside of it as well to let more air through. 
You would think that creating costumes for Broadway shows would be the highlight of Triffin's career, but if you ask her which moment was one of the best, she'd tell you it was coming to Carolina. This opportunity uh, came along as a surprise to me. I would not have thought that I um, would be qualified to teach graduate you know, program. I have a terminal degree in my field, but it's relatively little teaching experience, truthfully, except for what I do in the costume shop, which is teaching all day, every day, because I need people to do things exactly how I want them to do it. So I have to teach them how to do it first. So it's uh, just a different kind of teaching, really. So this opportunity came up and, um, you know, I felt like I had won a Tony Award when, uh, when I was asked to apply for the job, you know, that my work was uh, recognized and valued. It was a really great feeling. Students in Triffin's class are given the opportunity to learn the building blocks of costume creation while also getting hands-on experience through a partnership with Carolina's Playmakers Repertory Company, a professional theater company. This season includes Temples of Lung and Air, Skeleton Crew, How I Learned to Drive, and Jump. Triffin oversees the costume shop for the PRC, and her master's students work on the costumes. The first years are learning about making patterns, you know, from the, from the very beginning, and they're learning about couture finishing costuming techniques, the, the te techniques we use to make clothes both beautiful and functional. And then in the second year, they, they get some practice actually doing the draping for some of the shows and uh, creating things. And in the third year, they, that's most of what they do. I teach a series of classes on how to do all of that. Um, in the, the morning is devoted to classes, and the afternoon is devoted to being the costume shop for PRC. We rearrange things based on the needs of the specific show. So one... For one show, you might just be a draper and have nobody helping you. And for another show, you might have a team working for you, an assistant and some stitchers. And it, it fluctuates based on, first of all, your opportunity to experience everything. And secondly, based on the needs of the show. Tar Heel alumni of the Department of Dramatic Art are scattered across the globe, starring in plays and musicals or working behind the scenes. Triffin attributes this widespread of talent to the opportunities students have as undergraduates or graduate students in the program. So you get the opportunity to learn about historic uh, pattern making and historic construction. You get an opportunity to work at, at the top level. Once you know, you know, top of the line construction, you can do anything. much for listening to this episode of Well Said, the official storytelling podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. If you're interested in learning more about the Department of Dramatic Art, visit drama.unc.edu. Do you have an idea for an upcoming episode of Well Said? Send us a tweet at UNC, or you can shoot us an email at wellsaid.unc.edu. You can find Well Said wherever you get podcasts. So we hope you'll subscribe and leave us a review. See you next week.